My name's John Redmond, and I'm the associate pastor at First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas. And today on Peace by Believing, we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Usually on our program, we bring you a sermon from uh, a recent worship service here at our church in Pasadena. But today, in light of Hurricane Harvey and the devastation that so many people have and are experiencing all across the state of Texas, I thought it would be wise today, instead of playing an old sermon, to just talk to you out of my heart about what has happened here, specifically in the Houston area, but certainly in other parts of Texas and now even in other states as Harvey has, uh, has wreaked havoc. I know that some of you listening uh, are a long way from Houston. We have listeners really all across the United States and Canada who join us on Sirius XM. We're so grateful that you're part of our ministry each week. We have other uh, stations that we have partnered with and in different cities across the nation. In fact, this is going to be our first program that we ever play in Denver, Colorado. And I want to say to those of you in Denver today how grateful we are to be on your station and at this particular time. And what an honor it is for us to not only uh, get to connect with those in Denver, but all across the great state of Colorado. And so we hope in the uh, weeks and months and even the years ahead that God would, would knit our hearts together and that God would uh, bring you into our listening audience and that we could be one through this radio program. But today, no matter where you live, uh, certainly you have seen on the news the devastating floods that have hit the Houston area. And so today, my heart goes out to every single person who has had water in their home, who have uh, been evacuated from their home. Some of my best friends in our church uh, had to be evacuated by boat from their home. I'm thinking about a couple right now whose home down in Friendswood was flooded and they had to be taken out of their home by a rescue boat. I'm thinking about another couple who is some of my closest friends in the world. They also live in Friendswood, which is kind of like a suburb of Houston. And uh, their house received about 10 and a half inches of water. And so they're having to redo everything. In fact, last night I was talking to uh, the husband on the phone of that family. And uh, he said, John, I think we'll be well after Christmas before we get our house put back together. And he's certainly hopeful that it'll be done by then. So they're saying for the next four months, their lives are going to be upside down. I know people, or I certainly have seen on television, people whose homes were flooded, uh, not only a few inches, but I mean the whole house up to the roof. And you've seen the devastation on the news. Sadly, there have been some who have lost, who have lost their lives. We had in Houston a police officer who was going to work during this storm to try to rescue others and to help others and to meet other people's needs. And somehow his car was caught up in all this rising water and he drowned. He lost his life, but he lost his life doing what God had called him to do. And that was being a policeman. And so on the last day of his life on earth, he got up, put on his uniform, went to work, and uh, he literally gave his life to try to help others. And so 
I guess you would have to be in the Houston area to fully understand the devastation. And as I said, our church is located in Pasadena, Texas, which is in the southeast quadrant, the kind of the southeast corner of Harris County. So we're probably about uh, 20 or 25 miles from the medical center, from NRG Stadium where the Texans play and uh, Minute Maid Park where the Houston Astros play. We're about 25 minutes from all that. And on our side of town, we received somewhere around 55 inches of rain. I think one of my uh, neighbors today said his rain gauge had shown between 55 and 56 inches, if I'm remembering that correctly. Just an enormous amount of rain. And so even for those of us who did not uh, get flooded out of our homes, uh, it's been a frightening and it's been a scary and it's been a sobering and a very humbling experience. And I, I guess when you're sitting in your house and you're watching your street flood and then you're watching your, uh, the water come over the curb and then you're watching it come closer to your house, and then again, for many others, they watched it come in their house and then some watched it rise in their house and they had to go to the second floor and then some were even rescued out of those uh, windows on their second floor. I, you know, I think you're just reminded of how fragile life is and how quickly things can change. And, you know, the things that we value and that we treasure, our homes, our possessions, our furniture, our cars, these things can all be taken away from us so very quickly. And so today, as we thought about doing a special program dealing with all this rain and all these floods in Houston, we were going to do ju just do this program for the Houston audience. We thought, well, do the people in Denver or do the people in California, Palm Springs, San Francisco, Bakersfield, do the people in Georgia and New Mexico and Tennessee, do the people in Pennsylvania and do the people who are listening in other parts of the country and even in Canada, do they even, uh, would it even be appropriate for them to hear a broadcast about Hurricane Harvey since they've not been impacted by it? And yet I think it is most appropriate because it may be that God uses this storm to bring our country together. You know, it seems so many times that our country is divided around political lines or different things many times divide us, and yet we're the United States of America. And wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if God, during a tragedy like this or in the days after a tragedy like this, if God could somehow unite our country and that we could all come together. And I just want to say to those of you in other places and other states and other cities, how grateful those of us in the Houston area are for the help that you have offered to us, for the uh, supplies that you are now sending to the Houston area. Uh, I've followed some people on Twitter who pastor churches in other places and how their churches have gotten involved and in doing everything that they can. And we've received phone calls uh, from literally all over the country, people saying, what can we do? How can we help? And they're sending supplies and making donations and doing everything imaginable. And I just want to say uh, to those of you listening today, how very grateful those of us in Houston are, because it helps us to know that we're not forgotten in this. You know, I think most of us were, uh, we had to kind of just be sequestered in our homes there for about four days, couldn't get out and do anything. And you just kind of feel like you're on an island. You just feel a little bit isolated. 
And I felt that way myself. I live alone. And so, you know, there wasn't anybody in the house with me except God. But uh, I was very much aware of his presence. In fact, on the Saturday night of that storm, when that water was coming up and I'm not knowing exactly what was going to happen, if it might come into my house or what, I called my neighbors. They have a big two-story house. I said, hey, would you mind if I came and uh, slept in one of your upstairs bedrooms? And they were so grateful and gracious, and they said I could, and I did. But, uh, you know, I think when you go through something like that, you just feel alone. And so I want to just say to the nation how grateful we are that you have prayed for Houston, that you have stood with us, that that you care about us, and that you are doing everything within your power to help us as a city and as a community to rebuild. And so that's why we wanted to broadcast this program, not just in Houston, but everywhere. It's interesting. I received an email today from my first grade school teacher, Miss Nancy Showalter in Lenore City, Tennessee. She was my teacher. I think she lives in Knoxville now. But she said, John, I've been following on the news. Just want to know that you're okay and that your family's okay and that, that, that you guys are doing okay down there. And to think that my first grade teacher, that she taught me 40 years ago in school, and yet she's thinking about me and she's mindful of me. And so I just could never say thank you enough to everyone uh, out there who has uh, prayed for us and who continues to pray and support us in any way that you can. And so today, what I wanted to do on the program, we've been going through... Uh, here in in Houston, Hurricane Harvey. Actually, by the time it got to Houston, it was Tropical Storm Harvey, but it it was that wind, it, or not the wind, I'm sorry, it was the rain. It was those bands of rain that just kept pouring in here as that tropical storm was uh, caught by a high-pressure system. It couldn't move through. Normally, when a hurricane hits the Gulf Coast or uh, the eastern seaboard, the hurricane or the tropical storm will hit land And the wind is terribly strong for maybe a day or so. The rain is terribly strong, but that storm just pushes on through and it it gets downgraded from a hurricane to a tropical storm to a tropical depression. And then it's just kind of a rainmaker and it just keeps moving. But what happened to us is the storm came in around Corpus Christi and we're to the east of that. And what happened, we were on the dirty side of the storm. And so it just kept uh, pulling in water off of the... uh, off the Gulf of Mexico, and there was a high pressure that was sitting above that tropical storm, and so the storm could not continue to move, and so we just continued to get pelted by that. But I thought today it might be a good thing if we took that name Harvey. That's what we've been sitting under, Hurricane Harvey, Tropical Storm Harvey, and if I could make an acrostic out of that, H-A-R-V-E-Y, And I think this might be a blessing to some of those, especially in Houston today, who are thinking, how could Harvey be a blessing to me in any way? But also to those listening in other places, you have storms in your life. You may not have just gone through a a hurricane or a tropical storm, but maybe you're going through cancer. Maybe you're going through a divorce. Maybe you're going through the loss of a job. Maybe you're going through depression. Maybe you're going through a season of great loneliness. You're in a storm, and you're kind of like we were for the last few days. You just feel like there's a high pressure sitting over that storm, and it won't pass. It won't move on. And you're just thinking, when will this storm end? Well, that's how we've all felt. When will the rain stop? When will the storm move on? And sometimes in life, we go through a storm, and we think, I don't think it's going to ever end. I don't think anything's ever going to change. It's going to rain forever, and we're going to just flood out. And, uh, you know, maybe you feel like, well, I don't have a neighbor next door with a two-story house. I'm going to have to just stay here in the one story and, uh, and, and just watch the water rise up 
uh, into my whole house. Well, I want to take that name Harvey today, and let me make an acrostic, and whatever storm you may be going through, yes, this sermon today or this devotional, this little talk I'm giving is especially for those in Houston who have lost so much, but it's to anybody and everybody who's going through a storm. Let's just call your storm Harvey, and let me make an acrostic, and these are some things for you to remember. First of all, the H, what does that stand for? It stands for hope in God. Hope in God. Anytime we're going through a storm, that's the first thing we need to do is to just hope in God and to be reminded that God is very much in control. I think of how many times in the Bible we read that phrase, hope in God. In Psalm 42 and then in Psalm 43, uh, the psalmist said, why are you downcast, O my soul, and why so disquieted within me? Put your hope in God. And so the psalmist talked to himself and he said, hope in God. And so today, I would encourage you, whatever your storm, whatever you might be facing, put your hope, put your trust in God and let him see you through this difficult time. What about the A? The A stands for accept this storm as part of God's plan for your life. Accept this storm as part of God's plan for your life. Now, that is a big pill to swallow. And that's a lot easier for me to say here today in the studio than it would be for any of us to do. But the fact is, the Bible teaches that God is a sovereign God. That means He is very much in control of everything that happens in all of our lives. And so that means whatever we go through, God has either caused it or God has allowed it. Now, you know, I don't believe that God causes tragedies in people's life. A couple of years ago, I was diagnosed with renal cell carcinoma. I had cancer on my left kidney. And thank God that was successfully removed, and I'm cancer-free today. I thank God for that. Now, I don't think for a moment that God caused me to have cancer, but I believe that God allowed that into my life. I believe that He could have stopped that. And so, for some reason, that was part of something that God allowed me to face, part of his plan for my life. And I feel the same way about this uh, tropical storm or Hurricane Harvey. It's something that God has allowed. And so, I would encourage you to just accept that. I think of the old serenity prayer that says, God, grant me the serenity to, ex to uh, accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Sometimes we don't know what we can change and what we can't change. Well, I know this. When I was sitting there watching that rain come down, there's not a thing in the world I could do to stop that. And so in life, whatever we're going through, no matter how painful or how difficult, the way of peace and the way of, of serenity through that is to just accept it as part of God's plan for our lives, something that He has allowed into our lives and he never would have allowed it unless he would have had a good purpose for that. So I hope that A will help you there. Accept this as part of God's plan for your life. And then the R stands for rest. So many in the Houston area are just tired. They're exhausted. They haven't slept. They haven't gotten to, uh, to get any rest because they've been up helping their family, working on their homes, helping others. And one of the things I've been blessed by is seeing our first responders, our police officers, our firefighters, our, uh, our uh, city leaders, how they have all done so very much to help us. But then just the volunteers, just people, citizens, neighbor helping neighbor, and people are just tired. And you know, a storm has a way of wearing you down. It really does. It you get weary. That's why the Bible says, let not yourself grow weary. 
and, and you, don't, you don't become weary in one day. But over a process of time, if your circumstances are difficult enough, you can grow weary. And so the scripture says, don't grow weary in well-doing. And so the way, one of the ways that we can prevent from getting weary is we have to have some time to rest. And I would encourage you, wherever you are, whatever your storm is, get some rest. Uh, the Bible is clear that we need a day off every week just to rest our bodies and to rest our minds. Jesus said to his disciples, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest for a while. And so don't get so busy uh, with all the things that have to be done in storm recovery that you neglect your own health and that you fail to rest. Get your proper rest. And then the V, what does it stand for? It stands for verify that other people are doing okay. One of the things I was most blessed by during this storm is how everybody was checking on each other. I know that my brother and his wife would text me and see how I was doing, and I would text them or call them and see how they were doing. My parents were the same way. I would call them and check on them. They would call me and check on me. My friends were texting me and calling me, and I was doing the same with them. Friends in Houston, friends in Pasadena, friends in this area, friends everywhere, in, in, in other states and other cities. How are you doing? Checking on each other. And so the Bible teaches that we need each other. And so it may be today that you're not even going through a storm, but somebody else is. Let me tell you something. If you'll pick up the phone today and call that person or send them a text message or email them, reach out to them somehow, you have no idea how encouraging that is. I have been so blessed by every person who has reached out to me to encourage me. John, are you doing okay? Is your house dry? Are you safe? It's been such a blessing. So verify during storms, especially the storms in other people's lives, you verify that they're doing okay. And then the E, Harvey, H-A-R-V-E. What does the E stand for? Well, I'm going to give you two, two E's. So we'll give it a double meaning here. First of all, the first uh, meaning for E, experience God's presence. I encourage you to experience God's presence. It's interesting. The whole time I was home during this uh, tropical storm and all this rain, all these floodwaters, every day in my Bible reading, I read something about the presence of God. I mean, I read Bible verses. I read devotional readings. It seemed like every day I would pick up something and I would read something from the Bible. God said, I'm with you. Fear not, for I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. And God's presence is always with us. And so I would encourage you today to whatever storm you may be facing, uh, God is with you, and you just experience His presence. And even though you can't see God, we can't see. We won't see God till we get to heaven. We don't. We, we don't walk by faith. We walk by sight. But I would encourage you to be reminded God is here. Trust Him and experience His presence. Sometimes we don't even feel God. We can't live by our feelings. Feelings change. Sometimes we don't understand why God would allow things into our lives. I don't. I don't understand this myself. But I believe God's sovereign. I believe he's allowed it. I know he's with me. And so I have to trust him, and I do trust him. And you can do the same thing and just experience his presence, even when you don't feel him, even when you can't see him, even when you don't understand him. You walk by faith. You say, God, I believe you're here, and I believe you're going to take care of me, and I believe you're going to re help me rebuild my life. So that's what the E stands for. But also I'll give you another meaning for that E, and that is Enjoy this season of your life as much as you possibly can. Now, for those who have had to leave their homes, for those who've lost their homes, uh, that 
doesn't even sound practical to say enjoy this season. And, and it may not be that you're to a place where you can enjoy it yet. But as you work through the initial stages of, of your loss, knowing that God understands exactly how you feel, I would encourage you to try to get to a place. And the only way to get to this place is to realize God has allowed this into your life. Whatever you're facing, God has allowed this into your life. And so you have to get to a place, and maybe you don't get there immediately, and maybe you shouldn't even get there immediately. You have to go through a a time of grief and mourning, and I understand that. But out there somewhere, we have to get to a place where we say, you know what, it's a different season, but as best as I can, I'm going to make the most out of this season. I'm going to enjoy this season. Maybe I'm going to be home more than I would have been. Maybe I'm going to be working on my house when I wanted to take a vacation. Maybe I'm going to be spending some money on the house when I wanted to spend some money on something else. But you know what? God's allowed this, and so God helped me to enjoy uh, this season. I think about the Apostle Paul who wrote the book of Philippians from a Roman jail, and the theme of that book was rejoice and joy. And Paul said... uh, He tells us, he instructs us to rejoice at all times. And so I would encourage you today to rejoice, and even in this season, as best you can, and to enjoy this season of your life. And then, not only the E, but we have the Y. What does the Y stand for? It It stands for yield yourself to God. Yield yourself to God. In the scriptures, we are admonished, we're instructed that we are to yield ourselves. Now, what does it mean to yield? Well, you know what a yield sign means. If you're driving down the road and you see a, uh, you see a yield sign, you, maybe you're on a service road or a feeder road and you see a yield sign, what does that mean? It means you have to let the cars that are coming off the expressway get off before you keep going. You have to yield your car to those cars. And so God says, hey, my car is bigger than your car. My car is going faster than your car. My car is more important than your car. And what you need to do is yield your car to my car. Yield your life to my life. And so we just have to yield ourselves. And we say, God, for example, those of us living in the Houston area, God, how would you have us to respond? What would you have us to do? I know here at our church at First Baptist in Pasadena, that was the question our staff has been asking for the last couple of three days. God, how would you have us respond? What would you have us to do? How should we help this community? And we looked at every imaginable option. We talked to our city leaders, and we felt like what we needed to do was to have a distribution center here at our church. And I want to say to those of you listening in Houston and the surrounding area, if you need clothes, if you need food, if you need water, if your babies need diapers, we have those things here at our church at First Baptist in Pasadena. If you're listening to this program in the Houston area and you're running a shelter or some other ministry and you say, well, I don't really need that, but we need those supplies Uh, at our church. I wish you would contact us this week at First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas, and let us know, and we will do our best to get you as many supplies as we can. But we just tried to yield ourselves to God and say, God, what would you have us to do? It seems like such a small effort when there's such a great need, but it was what we felt like we should do and what God led us to do. And we're looking now, what are some other things? God, how, how would you have us to respond? So yield yourself. For those of you today who have not been through that storm, but maybe you're going through another storm, you should ask the same question. God, what do you want me to do? How would you have me to respond? You know, it may be that when you ask God that question, God may say, you know what? 
the best thing that could come from this storm is for you to get saved, for you to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And friend, I'll say to you today, whether it was Hurricane Harvey, Tropical Storm Harvey, or the storm you're going through in your life now, it may be that God has allowed that storm into your life so that you could grow closer to Him, and for some of you, so that you could be saved. And so I would say, if you have never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart, I know this has been a different program today, and I've not done a sermon on how to be saved, but you know what? You don't have to have a sermon on how to be saved in order to be saved. If the Holy Spirit is convicting you and you feel in your heart today, that's what I need to do. I need to ask Jesus to save me. Would you just pray this prayer now? Say, Lord, come into my heart. Forgive my sins and make me a Christian. I ask you to save me, and I trust you to do it. In your name I pray. Amen. And friend, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. The Lord has come to live in your heart. He'll never leave you. Others today, thanks for listening. Continue to pray for those of us in the Houston area. I would encourage you to visit our website, peacebybelieving.org. And if you'll go on the spiritual growth tab, we have some booklets. One of them is called Riding Out the Storms of Life. Check it out. I hope it'll be a blessing to you.